Midday Treat with NAZ Elite, a monthly podcast in which I chat with Hoka NAZ Elite team members, and you'll get a behind-the-scenes scoop on their training, racing, and everyday lives. I'm your host, Eric Sensman. You can find our monthly podcast on SoundCloud uh, by searching Hoka NAZ Elite, and you can learn more about the faces behind the team uh, by visiting their website, nazelite.com, their Facebook page, Northern Arizona Elite, or their Instagram and Twitter, both at NAZ underscore Elite. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Uh, I have the pleasure of welcoming, for the first time, Kellen Taylor. Kellen, welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to chat about your recent fourth place finish at the Prague Marathon, uh, 226.27. Congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to explore the the build up to that race, uh, kind of what went on in the six or so months leading up to it. So um, we can start kind of last fall uh, at the Las Vegas Half Marathon. Was that in October? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. So long ago now. Yeah. Uh, but you ran 110.13, which was a PR. Yeah. And very fast. Um, what was... You, you at that point had a plan to run a marathon. I did. Right? After, yeah. yeah. So what what was the plan? What was that kind of building towards? Uh, the half? Yeah. Yeah, when you ran Vegas. Um, well, the plan was to actually do a Monterey Bay half, which oh, okay. ended up being canceled because of uh, smoke from right. wildfires. So... Las Vegas half wasn't even in the plan, That's but, um, another half anyways. But, uh, I think that it was basically just to have kind of a fun fall, yep. um, where I got to race a bunch and hopefully had good performances. I kind of didn't have great performances, but until that last half marathon, um, but you know, it was kind of just a chance for me to do whatever, whatever I wanted, yeah. which I don't always get to do because we're always marathon training. Um, and Ben doesn't like us to race a ton sure. in the midst of a segment. So, and sorry, I, I totally spaced on that. Cause I remember when this happened mm-hmm. with, with the smoke and everything, um, maybe talk a little bit about how that transpired. So you were supposed to run Monterey Bay. I think you were in the Bay area, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the, was it the day it of the Vegas that you, yeah. The night before. So I actually, the tech meeting was going on and like, I had just seen the race directors and everybody a couple hours beforehand for a little press conference yeah. and nothing was said. Everything was still on schedule. Uh-huh. Um, and then they had the tech meeting, which I actually didn't go to. I had permission to go for my second run. And I came back and everybody was in the inside of the lobby of the hotel and we we're like, did you hear it's canceled? And I was like, what? <laughs> it's canceled. We just, I just saw them like an hour and a half, two hours ago. Um, but yeah, so the smoke from all the wildfires had just kind of infiltrated its way in and made it uh, unsafe. Um, and at that point, I think I was kind of like, well, oh, okay, I guess, you know, I don't, know what I'm supposed to do with that. I guess I just won't race or I'll find something else like, um, maybe the next weekend right. so that I can at least try and capitalize on my fitness yeah. that I b- built that fall. Sure. Um, but later in the evening, I think it was either Ben or Josh Cox, my agent that kind of brought up maybe doing the half. And I was right. like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Just kind of had to logistically figure everything out. Um, which fortunately they did for me and booked my flight and yep. got the okay from the race directors and left at like six something in the morning the next, the next day and right. got to there, got there at noon and it's an, an evening race. Yep. So that made it, um, definitely a lot easier in terms of logistics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, got to the hotel, I think twelve thirty one o'clock and raced at four. 
Incredible. So, Do, does that tell you anything about your, um, <laughs> I don't know, how important or unimportant the like pre-race stuff is? Like in some sense it's, yeah, you run a PR off of, I don't know, getting on a plane that morning and not knowing. So Sure. I mean, I think that a lot of that uh, pre-race like jitters that you get from travel and whatnot are kind of in your head a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, we just get so set into our routines that I think, um, you know, if we were to get out of them, we wouldn't, we would maybe realize that they're not as important as we maybe make them out to be. Um, and then I kind of just thrive off of chaos, craziness. Sure. Um, so when I'm busy and like doing a lot of things, I tend to perform better and operate at a much higher level than I do when I'm just like sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Ben will have to plan something before the trials, I guess. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, last trials, we got there two weeks early and it was most boring two weeks of my life. Yeah. Just nothing. Right, nothing. right. Being in a hotel room and... Well, we weren't, we were in a house okay. and like there was nothing to do. We were kind of in the middle of nowhere and Matt, I don't know, was going to like the gym every day or like every other day and I don't go to the gym um, other than when we're scheduled to. And yeah. I was like, I don't know, I'm going to go with you, Matt, because I got nothing to do. <laughs> so <laughs> That's great. Well, probably won't be two weeks out uh, that you'll get there for Atlanta, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, so you, d- you then... Uh, so following Vegas, you're in the PR, and then you were out um, of commission for a bit. It was an Achilles. You yeah, had an Achilles I had an Achilles flare-up. I mean, I'm pretty, a, I'm pretty healthy person. I don't yeah. usually have um, injuries that put me out, but yeah, I kind of just hung around for a little while and was going to run um, Houston Marathon. That was in the plans, and kept holding out, holding out. We canceled it once. I called, called back like an hour later, or no, like. <laughs> 10 minutes after it had gotten canceled and I was like, call them back and tell them that, that I'm going to run it, you know, just uh-huh. like give me a week or something and yeah. hopefully, you know, everything will be fine and I can race. And then that week came and went and it just, it wasn't, wasn't coming around. So the injury stuck around or the problem, I guess, for a month or? It was like a month. Yeah. yeah. So not, not terrible in terms of injuries, you know, there's people go through a lot of sure. things that are much, much worse. Um, but for me, it was a long time. It's yeah. the longest that I've been out since I've lived in plague stuff. Okay. E- easily. Yeah. And how did you feel fitness wise when you started getting back into it? Um, I did, I did a lot of cross training, so I think I felt I felt okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always different going from doing something that's not a lot of body weight into running, which is all body weight. Um, it's just a different motion. Right. Um, so obviously it was, I was a little rusty. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was okay. So I believe your first race coming back then was the USATF, um, cross country championships. Is that right? I think so. yeah. Yeah. And you were 13th there. Um, Ben was just telling me that you got a bruised rib uh, during that race. Yeah. My dogs got into a fight and I, they like shoved me into the fireplace as I was breaking them apart. Oh no. Um, yeah. And I came out of it worse than any of them. (laughs) So this was before the race. Yeah. This happened. Oh God. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. It was kind of a mess, but you know, it was fine and got better. The race was not fantastic. I didn't, did not have a good time, um, in terms of the actual time. Sure being there right <laughs> not running well but um you know it happens did the rib play a factor at all or it was hard to breathe it hurt, <laughs> yeah. it hurt. Uh-huh. um yeah but i don't i don't want to use that as an excuse i think sure. that it just was a crappy day for yeah. me yeah yeah which everybody has right um so following that you so that was in february the usatf mm-hmm. cross so then you ran um pacific pursuit 10k yep um you beat steph your teammate by two seconds um 
why why did you turn there next uh, in in the training block this this spring? I think the hopes was to go in there and be able to hit out knock out the world standard. Okay. Um, I think that was kind of like a lofty goal considering where we were at in like our segment. Sure. But you know, I, it's better than it was better than not giving it a shot. Right. Um, you know, and we went there and we didn't certainly didn't hit the standard. Um, but we ran an okay time for being yep. so early on, um, qualified for USAs and whatnot. So kind of knocked that out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think more than anything, it was just kind of a rust buster on the track. I've kind of been uh, absent from the track since the trials pretty much. So, sure. uh, kind of nice to just get back out there and run a lot of, a lot of circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How many is that? 20? So many. I, I don't even pay attention. It's so many. It's yeah. an awful event. Try not to count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you, you were pretty well into the block and it, I'm sure at that point you knew Prague was, was next in terms of the marathon. I don't know if we did. I okay. think we were still, I mean, maybe we did, but there, we were in like talks with about a couple of marathons for quite a while. Okay. Um, and it wasn't until we just were going back and forth between a, a few, uh, even a couple, a few European ones, and then um, I think one American one. So okay, everything just kind of seemed to point towards Prague being a better situation than some of the others. So sure, that's kind of how we fell on it. Sure. So so then during the the training block, you you ran the NYC half, mm -hmm. um, and I believe let's see, you were eighth. 1243. Um, talking to Ben, it sounded like, yeah, maybe that was, didn't go as well as maybe you'd hoped. But of course, you're in the middle of marathon training block. So what, what was that like to race in those circumstances? I felt like it was kind of right before we started our training block. Okay. Um, so I felt unfit running that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We just hadn't gotten into any of our big stuff, from what I recall, anyways. Um, but I, I certainly hope to, uh, to, um, of run better than I did. Sure. You know, I didn't go there to be eighth and run a sub part time, um, to my standards anyways. Right. And I, if I recall right, you were also eighth at the New York city marathon. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been eighth in New York. A yeah. Times. I don't know. I hope to, <laughs> hope to not be eighth there ever again. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going down. Right. Um, so after New York, then yeah, you were more fully into the training block and, uh, Ben mentioned that you had like a string of workouts that were some of your best. Mm -hmm. Um, what were some of those workouts? Uh, what, what were some of those results? Yeah, it was kind of fun, um, starting the block off because I got to do some workouts with Alephine. Okay. Um, and her and I kind of joke a little bit about how few workouts we've done together. She's mm -hmm. been here for two years, I think, or a year and a half or something. Um, and we've probably done three workouts together. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so we got to do a couple. We did, uh, let's see, we did a 20 mile alternating pace long run. So alternate, alternating between marathon effort and then 50 seconds slower. Okay. Um, and that was a good one. We did, well, we were supposed to do 20 by a K, I believe, or no, 12 by a mile um, out at Dony Park, but we had like a tornado going on. Yes. So we had to modify our workout. I remember that day. Um, so windy. To doing Ks, which we're also kind of just like, I don't know what we just did because we just ran with the wind. Um, so, but that was a good workout. Um, what else did we do? We did five by two mile, uh -huh. which kind of makes its way in and out of some of the segments. We don't always do that one, but it is a good workout. Um, and that was up here at mm -hmm. obviously probably Lake Mary. 
Donny. At Donny as well. Mm -hmm. So what were you doing the two miles in? Two miles were, I think they were supposed to be 32, but okay. I kind of did not run 32s. Okay. Uh, 532, I was supposed to, I think I ran like 528s. Okay. Uh, 27 or 28. I was actually going to say, it seems like you and Alphine would be a good match for workouts. Cause good. Not, not quite right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that we may find ourselves being way too fast at a lot of things, yeah. but um, if we can learn to like reel it back a little bit and yeah. like not push too hard, sure. I think that will be really good training partners. Yeah. Um, so during, uh, during this training block, in addition, outside of running, you had uh, a bit of a surprise or I don't know if surprise is the right word, but um, you, you had a, a little bit of a life change. Um, it, so it, yeah, I was gonna ask about that as well. The boys? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we became foster parents. Um, let's see, we got our license. I don't know, I don't even know when we did. Uh, April maybe, and we got them Oh, like a week, less than a week later. Okay. Oh, um, wow. That's fast. Yeah. It was really fast. It was two boys, uh, one and one and two. Okay. And we had them for three weeks. So it was basically like right before we went to Prague. Yeah. Um, they left on a Friday, they went to live with their great grandpa and then we left on a Monday for Prague. Right. Um, so it was a whirlwind. It was, Perhaps. it absolutely was. Yeah. But it was, it was really good. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of crazy how quickly you can fall in love with somebody that you don't haven't known for very long. Sure. Um, but yeah, we absolutely did. And they kind of, I don't know, I guess gave us a new light, um, a new way to look at life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a really good experience. Sure, sure. We're still kind of in the, well, actually today, tonight we're getting three kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so you, you have a daughter. Um, mm -hmm. but I forget your name. So. Kylan. Kylan, that's right. Uh, and so you'll, that'll make that you'll have four, four kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how did how did you feel about th th those, you know, going from from one to three kids? Did it affect your training significantly, or did, I don't think did it, it make anything any more, more difficult? It didn't affect my training. Um, it obviously made me a lot more busy. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally. You know, I was constantly busy, and I think that. It, the more that we do it, the more I'll figure out kind of like a routine that works better for me totally. so that I'm not doing my second run at like 9.30 at night or, you know, doing something. Like, I don't know. I always yeah. have a weird schedule when <sighs> I'm, I'm busy and I'll get the stuff done, but it's sure. certainly not an, at ideal times. Right. A um, 9.30 double. That's great. Yeah. How did you like that? so fun. I did yeah. not enjoy it. <laughs> well, I did that double. The one, Well, I, I did a couple of them, but I did, I ran it like my second run at 9 and then... The next day I had my five by two mile. Sure. And workout was fine. Okay. Um, but then I ended up getting sick because the boys were sick. Right. I, um, I, was, I was leading to that. So, so um, you know, I don't know if that's something that you can really avoid necessarily. Right. Like wash your hands and do all the good stuff. But when you have them living in your, like people living in your house who yep. are sick, you're probably going to get sick as well. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately that really kind of... Uh, put me out of commission in a sense. I mean, I was still able to run, but oof, it was not a good one. Yeah. How, how was that mentally? I feel like th that is not uncommon at all. Um, mm -hmm. Your immune system being a little bit overworked, obviously at the end of a big training cycle. So I think it's pretty common for people. So how, how did you deal, deal with it? Um, you know, I tried not to worry, Yeah. but when it happened, it was, Let's see, we had two weeks left of like our normal segment before we were to start the taper. Okay. And I consider at least one of those weeks to be one of the most important weeks of the whole entire segment. Yeah. Because um, that's when we have our big 16 mile steady state. Yep. And I actually didn't end up doing a, 
long steady state that whole segment because I tried and it just sucked. Um, and then I missed another big workout because um, we moved the steady state to a later week. Um, so I think just kind of trying to rely on the training that I had done before. I knew that it was good work right? and that I was fit. Like the fitness was there. It didn't just disappear because um, I did run those two weeks that I wasn't feeling very well. Sure. Um, I think I got in 90 miles and then whatever was on schedule for the next week. So yep. um, the mileage was there. The fitness was there. It just kind of everything uh, cardiovascular really needed to come around. Right. So that right. I could breathe and, yes. you know, <laughs> oxygen could flow through my uh, body. Right. Yeah, so you 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 went over there to to Prague two weeks before. Mm -hmm. um, so that man, that time change must be what like nine hours. Yeah, it was nine yeah. hours. Okay, so you had to adjust to that. Mm -hmm. um, I, if if I you you still weren't feeling two weeks out, you were still feeling a little sick. Yeah, yeah, it was still there. It actually hung around for a really long time. I don't. I feel like I'm finally out of it completely. Oh wow! Even but just like there was still a bunch of gunk okay. in my chest. So, um, yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. So it, at that point, yeah, obviously you're trying to stay positive and remember all the, the good parts of the training, but uh -huh. like to that, you know, two weeks out flying over, not feeling well, how, how did you honestly think it was going to go at, at Prague? I had no idea. Okay. And yeah. I didn't even know going in like the day of the race. I was like, I don't know. I yeah. mean, like I had, I had goals. I had tiers of goals and the first goal was like, just get the Olympic standard. That's like the most important thing right now. If you have the worst day of your life, just run 229.30. Yep. And I've had some bad races where I felt absolutely awful um, and still broken 230. So I felt pretty confident that I could do that. Sure. Um, and then the next tier was break 226. Didn't do that, but it wasn't too far off. No. Um, I would have been pretty happy if I would have done that. And then obviously a PR would have been really good. So. Sure, sure. And before we get to the race itself, because uh, some very interesting, well, the way it played out uh, was uh, new for you, certainly. Um, but yeah, how, how was Prague? You were there for two weeks. What did you think? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, it's easily, it's probably the most beautiful city that I've been to. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I got, since we were there two weeks early, we got to do all the touristy stuff the first week. Mm -hmm. um, so my husband and my daughter were with me and we just did the basic tour, saw the whole city, um, went to the zoo because, you know, an eight-year-old can only put up with so much <laughs> building tours. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really fun. Good. And then the week of the race kind of hunkered down a little bit. Sure. We were at a Airbnb the first week and then moved to the hotel the second week. Okay. Um, unfortunately they had a really awesome pool that she <laughs> was able to utilize. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. That's great. Um, okay. So race day, um, you get to the start line, gun goes off. It's pretty fast. Um, I have your splits here. So you went through 5K in 1642, which is like 220 high pace, uh, which would definitely be a PR. Um, and then you hit 10K in 3320, which is mid 220 pace. Um, yeah, how are you feeling at, at, at those points in the race uh, that early? Not good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> this was uh, easily the worst I've felt in a marathon. Um, it was just the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing was just, I felt terrible. And usually I rely, I mean, a marathon is really long and I feel like most of the time 
it'll come full circle. So you might feel like crap, but eventually it'll come around and you'll start to feel good again. Right. And that just kind of never happened. <laughs> um, so it was really just kind of a grind. And some of that could have came from starting out so hot. Sure. Um, but it also could have just been from not having run, you know, anything super notable in distance. Sure. For a while. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It did feel very hard though. <laughs> yeah, so not feeling well and then, yeah, so you, you ended up splitting halfway in 111.16, which mm -hmm. for a half marathon on its own sounds rather good. <laughs> uh, but of course you were only halfway, so that was about 75 seconds faster than you've split uh, in a marathon before. Um, and not feeling well, yeah, that sounds really rough. Uh, were you Were you even at a point where you were like, I guess, recognizing that or were you just focused on just dealing with the discomfort and just continuing. It was just 1K after 1K to the time. next. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it was just one of those races where it was like, oh, I'm going to stop. This really sucks. <laughs> um, but, you know, just keeping putting one foot in front of the other and getting to the next K and then yep. the next K. And then, you know, you only have 15K to go and then it's 10K to go. And then you're like, yeah, I only have six miles. But that means you're only 20 miles in, which yep. is when it's supposed to start to get hard. But... <laughs> It was already really hard, so I don't know. It was more of a, a mental battle, I think, than a physical one. Um, sure. I think you can always keep putting... I think you can always put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Right. Um, but mentally, you could easily call it quits and yeah. just, just stop, be done. Sure. So. Have you DNF'd a marathon? I did. I did oh, Boston. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. I did Boston. With the rain and the... Yeah. For me, that one... Really I mean, it sucks, but <laughs> I feel like I didn't really have a choice in that one. Yeah. It was more of just like, I had, I couldn't do anything. Right. So, right. yeah, but yeah, that's the only race. <laughs> okay. So you kept it that way. Uh, you did, you did obviously finish, like we said, in, in fourth and in 226. Um, looking at your splits, you never seemed to like, I don't know, hit the wall, so to speak. You just kind of got a little bit slower. Right. Um, what would you obviously you mentioned the goals at the beginning, run the standard, run sub two twenty six, etc. later in that race, were you were cognizant of those goals? Is that what kept you motivated? Did you think you had a shot at two twenty six? What what was kinda of going through your head in the second half? I mean honestly I wasn't looking at my watch um, for most of the race. Okay. Um, I did though when I fell off of the lead pack it was because the lead car said something i don't remember what at what point it was maybe it was at the 10k but she was like all right girls that's like 220 pace and i was like forget that <laughs> <laughs> and i was like absolutely not so i definitely fell back a little bit because i knew that was way too hot sure um and you know our pacer was up there and i don't know um it was just it was a really bizarre race um in terms of that like the pacing was crazy okay um which is to say off Yes. Yeah, he was with the lead group. Okay. Like, from the gun. Yep. So, I don't know. I knew that we were going fast, but... You didn't know that fast. I didn't. I didn't. I hoped not that fast. Right. Um, yeah, so, what was the question? <laughs> uh, well, no, I think you answered it. Just kind of, yeah, what you were thinking about to keep you, I don't know, motivated to keep going, despite how much it was hurting and you were slowing down. Right. So, so towards the end of the race, I was like... I don't know. I just hope that it's like 2:29:30. I think that I can do that. Yeah. Um, so when I actually got to the line and saw that it was 2:26, I was like, oh, okay, that's not terrible. Um, and then I had seen Ben maybe like within the last 5k, and he was telling me 
projected pace okay. or like what I was roughly what I was running. And it got slower each time he told me, but it was a lot faster than I had thought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of encouraging to know that I wasn't, you know, completely bonking. Sure. Um, because like I said, I had no idea. Yep. Um, you know, and it ended up being, um, really nice in the middle of the race. Cause I think, I don't, I don't recall what point I caught up to him, but, uh, Rivers. I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. Him and I ended up meeting up partway through the race and I just kind of, no words were spoken like the whole entire time. <laughs> Cause I think he was just having a rough one too. And I kind of just tucked in behind him and he just kind of led the way. Yeah. And I know Tommy will hop in on workouts and stuff from time to time. Yeah. So probably just felt like another. It, it did. It just kind of, yeah. it was nice to turn off, like turn my mind off, not have to think about anything. The pace was kind of irrelevant at that point, at least in my mind. Yes. It was just like, just stay connected and get to the finish. Right. So. And uh, I do think you, you started to move back up in the field towards the end as well. I, I passed. Passed a few people. Uh, I passed one or two. Okay. Did, um, did the competitive drive sort of kick in to... I don't know when you when you ended up passing people towards the end. I mean, kind kind of, but they were with that lead group, so okay. it wasn't like they were they they uh, hit the wall hard. Okay. Um. So it wasn't like I had to push to get past. They them. weren't racing anymore. Yeah, right. I think I passed a girl with like a K to go, and I ended up beating beating her by a minute. Oh wow. So okay. Yeah. There were big walls. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like it. Um. So. You got the standard. You almost met a secondary goal, mm -hmm. uh, despite a really tough day. You've had some time to kind of digest it. I feel like, how long ago was that race now? Three Two weeks? and a half Two weeks? weeks? Yeah. Um, so how, how do you feel, I guess, now, looking back on it? Um, I mean, I'm proud of the effort. Um, I'm proud of the way that I ran, um, given the circumstances, um, how I felt and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it was a really good lesson in being tough, uh, physically, mentally. And I think those are kind of the ones that you draw from when you are having, I mean, finishing race. I mean, any marathon is going to be hard towards the end. Right. And to know that you just have to push the last three miles, four miles, five miles is more encouraging than knowing that you had to push a whole marathon or, sure. you know, the last 10 or 15 miles. Because um, I've had those before, too. So while they suck at the time, I think that they're really good, um, good building blocks. Sure. Wait, what is it? tell you if anything or if you've even reflected on this about I don't know what you're capable of I guess it, yeah it was really encouraging in that sense um because if I could run 226 on a bad day um you know I don't I would be great to see what I could do on a good day yeah absolutely um you know hopefully it's somewhere in 223 range or you know who knows but um I'm excited about the idea of getting into a race where I feel good and with good competition and being able to test that. Sure. Quick tangent, but I didn't get to chat with you after grandma's, so maybe worth asking now. How, how did you, you're in your 224 there. Mm -hmm. How did you feel? Uh, did you feel like grandma's that was a pretty good day in terms of like how you felt? Yeah, I felt yeah. really good at grandma's. Um, so much so that I got to the end and I was like, I mean, I puked. So, you know, <laughs> like I was working hard, sure. but... I felt like I could have went faster. Okay. So that was a, a really encouraging one, obviously. And, you know, it's always fun to win and break yep. records and yep. do cool things. Yep. But, um, yeah, that one I definitely felt good. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll draw on those here uh, for what's next. Um, in the farther ahead future, obviously, the trials next mm -hmm. February. Um, what about coming up? I know you, I think you have potentially a, a 5K coming up. And then what, what Yeah, else? I'm doing the 5K. You are doing the 5K. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, and that's um, in Concord, Mass, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'll do a 5K here in a couple weeks. Um, you know, that could go either way. Mm -hmm. It could be a disaster or it could go really well. I mean, hopefully I can I can dip under 1530, um, just kind of play off of uh, strength. Sure. And do then do some more track. Sure. Do you think you have a shot at getting the team record? back on the 5k i mean so. i don't think in this race <laughs> okay if i were to Fair run a, if i were to run another one maybe yeah um yeah that was really cool to see though yeah yeah steph's performance that was, that was awesome um and then what about this fall i don't i don't know that you're you'd be able to say specifically but is, are you planning on running a marathon this fall i'm gonna do a marathon okay. yep yeah so i'm excited about that yeah um hopefully use some of that fitness to build into the trials yeah and that'll obviously be the next big thing yeah um awesome well kellen congrats on the 226 Thank you. and uh best of luck the rest of this year thanks all right that's it